welcome to another hashtag football Friday episode of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. <laughs> Along with Keenan McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. I should start. I should have started my own little like you know spookiness for because it's the first show and it's October first now. You can follow me at Kate McGee on the Twitter and at Kino Score McGee on the IG. Download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. There's the Apple iTunes Store or at Google Play wherever you get your apps. Make sure make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms as Facebook, Twitter. Instagram and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and all the other good stuff. If you want to follow uh, our podcast, the audio version of this show, Second City Sports, you can do so. We are available on all podcast platforms at War on Anchor. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes W A R R on Anchor, and you can follow War Media on all social media platforms: that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. Thank you in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on Pod Jack Lufana. We have very definite opinions. Mm-hmm. Lakina, let's start off with baseball. Uh, we are coming down to the final three days of the regular season. Let's focus in on Chicago and turn our attentions to the south side. The White Sox are currently 91 and 68, uh, winners of the American League Central Division. Title. They clinched the, uh, the division one week ago today. They have a three game series against the Detroit Tigers starting tonight. Lance Land uh, will get the bump for, for the Southsiders tonight. Lakina, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and panic if they don't get the number two seed, of course. We'll get into the rest of baseball in a few minutes. Of course, the Houston Astros, which they'll face around, believe, this time next week for the division series. They clinched the American League West Division Championship last night. Lakina, I'm not going to be on panic mode as a fan. I'm trying to enjoy this last three days of this season as I can. It's been a tremendous season up to this point. Lance Land, I didn't like what I saw last Saturday night in Cleveland. Hopefully you can throw that out, that performance out the window. Tonight is huge. Uh, perhaps he's going to be your game one started by this time next week. I want to see him throw about a good six to seven innings. Tonight against a bad Detroit Tigers team. Of course, uh, the Sox had a makeup game last Monday. They won that game eight to seven. Barely had to hold on to win, but they did. Of course, Tim Madison. For, for those of you guys who have been sleeping under a rock, he bumped an umpire, so he's suspended for the rest of the regular season. He'll be back for the playoffs around this time next week. Of course, Jose Abreu has been hit by a, a, a been hit by pitch. No more. Uh, he's I think he's number one in getting hit by mm-hmm. pitches. Uh, it happened again on Monday. Of course. He did a hard slide into Brandon Goodrum in second base. Of course, a, a big old brouhaha broke loose, and, and Tim Anderson got in there yelling, screaming as well, and he um, bumped an umpire. That's why he's suspended for uh, the remainder of the regular season starting tonight. Lakina, getting back to getting back to what's going on on the field. Uh, Lance Lynn, I want to see him uh, close to dominant tonight, even though Detroit Tigers are, are a bad team. Even though they've been playing better as of lately, even though the record doesn't show it, but I want to see Lance Lynn dominate tonight. I, I don't need him to throw a no hitter. I don't need him to strike out double digits if that ends up what's happening. So be it. But I want him to see. Uh, I want to see him healthy and go at least a six, maybe perhaps seven innings. That didn't happen last Saturday night in Cleveland. He tweaked something. 
in the middle of his start. Hopefully he's okay. This is huge for him personally tonight, not for the White Sox, but him personally just to get out on the mound and yeah, do his best. Well, yeah, you know, a couple of things. One, uh, they are going to get the number three C because the Astros took two out of three against the Rays. So it will be Astros and White Sox in the ALDS, as I said in the teaser there. Now, as far as this, this, you know, this last series against Detroit, I mean, this is more for kind of like prior purposes. You're going to be resting a lot of guys, you know, Anderson suspended. So, you know what? I'm not going to say that this, this, this series doesn't mean anything. It, it still does. I mean, this is your divisional rivals are going to be finished up the regular season, but you want to have, you know, to play well and, you know, have a, a great start from Lance Lynn. And also you have want your heading to be well so that that way, once you start playing the Astros and the ALDS next week, you can, you know, you'll have that momentum going in. So I, I look, I, I'm not at that, that, that well, okay, you lose, you lose a series. Okay, fine. But then again, you know what? I would rather them do it now than do it like in this series because the Astros series is actually more important. So I, I know that look, they were able to win that two, that two game against the Reds, you know, and they not, not really dominate, but they kind of, you know, it was sort of like the Reds sort of kind of played like they were sort of, you know, okay, it's all over with whatever. So yeah, that's kind of how I felt with it. So, you know, look, I think I'm not really expecting too much. I'm not going to, you know, I think Liz will probably only pitch maybe five or six innings, I think. And as because you, know, you want to keep him fresh, he's because he's your, he's your game one starter for the ALD. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Giolito also too is still at sea. You want to see how he looks in that Sunday game, that regular season finale. You want to make sure he looks good. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really expecting too much. You know, I just want them to have a really good momentum going into, you know, next week's ALDS. You're listening to Sega City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with look with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. If you want to comment on, any, on on our topics during today's show, you could do so by going on to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or at our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments in the comment sections. Lakina will get those comments up for you. Like Lakina. Remember on our episode on Monday, getting back to the White Sox, I told you if Carlos Rodon pitched less than five innings, it's going to be a problem. Well, they must have heard us. He pitched exactly five innings. He looked great. He's 5-1 and one in his last six starts, including that victory against the Reds on Wednesday. Uh, uh, Tony La Russa didn't pitch it too much. Carlos Rodon uh, made it uh, in his postgame um, interview with Jason Benetti and Steve Stone. He didn't, just paraphrasing a little bit, he didn't have his best stuff, but his stuff was good enough that he felt comfortable. Uh, on you have to look at recent trends for Rodon. Every when you give him a rest, uh, some time off, he comes out and pitches much better. Now I expect the same thing to happen again once the playoffs start next week. It looks like, as you mentioned, Lance Lynn is going to be your game one starter. Who's your game two starter? Will it be Giolito or will it be Cease? It depends on. Uh, how the series lead is after this time next week. If it's tied 1-1 or you're down 2-0, heaven forbid, or if you're up 2-0, we throw out Carlos Rodon for game three. Will it be Dylan Cease for game three? Or do you say Rodon to game four? Or just just play it by, uh, I hate to use this term, but play it by luck and save him for the ALCS? Well, remember, didn't... Who, who did? Did, did Pinella do that with Carlos Zambrano years ago with the Cubs? And look how that, that didn't turn out very well. So I, I think you don't want to play <laughs> with that, especially since, yeah. you know, this is a best of five. So you're not, mm-hmm. you kind of, you can't really play like the odds here. You have to sort of like, you know, be smart with this. And, and look, if, if, and look, if he doesn't have a good outing, you may have to pull him anyway. So, 
as far as you know, we're done, I mean, look, if you played the Reds, you didn't have to really always or too much. So I'm not worried about that. Like, as long as we can, you can keep it up. If now again, if by if you know if he's practicing and you know then something tightens up, then you can kind of like okay, you know, let's let's do a pitch count with him and you know and and just go from there. But but again, look, I think once we get into you know we'll we'll do it Monday. We will get really really real in depth in this in the, in the divisional series. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think if you're, if you're the if you're the White Sox, especially if you're Rodon, you want to make sure he he pitches well and has maybe maybe some to the Myers and do like a couple of sessions so that way, or maybe do have a, a simulated game so that that way maybe he can you know get into a rhythm. So I, I don't like like I said before, this is holding Rodon. I'm I'm just hoping that. <laughs> He is well enough to pitch. If he's if he's not, if someone else is gonna have to step up. Maybe Michael Kopech or somebody like that. I mean, I'm not worried about Rodon right now, but I'm mm-hmm. still a little like you know. I, I I appreciate his candor, and he's like, look, I'm ready to pitch, but I'm not like there yet. That's like, okay, I'm not gonna worry about what he does just yet. And uh, speaking of being worried, as we talked about all season long, Lakina, you cannot depend on the long ball view. The White Sox, you have to manufacture runs. We saw them do that a little bit in this last brief two-game sweep uh, against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they saw Leary, Gar- Leary, not Larry, legend Garcia. Uh, he picked up a couple of big hits. Uh, Cesar Hernandez t- had a couple of big hits in this series as well. But I want to focus in on the two big bats. And that's Gavin. She's a rookie who could be huge come playoff time, as we talked about the last couple of weeks. And Luis Robert, a.k.a. La Pantera, over his last seven games, seven days, he played in all five games, of course, including this four-game winning streak. He has a total of three home runs, five RBI, and a walk. Lakina, we talked about this all year once uh, Luis Robert came back from his injury early in this season. We know that he has the defense. He can cover just about every area out there in the outfield, but his bat has been huge. And I'm looking forward to see uh, this will be his second stint in the playoffs. Uh, he didn't do much last year in terms of the bat, but I think he's primed and more ready to uh, handle the pressure this year. And, and we are seeing the benefits. We talked about this during the trade deadline. We've seen the benefits of the guys who've been injured, like Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. They're starting to get that timing in now. They start to uh, get their groove groove on, excuse the expression, but in terms of swinging the bats and being selective with their pitches, watch out for, Lu- for Luis Robert. Uh, he could be dangerous with that bat come playoff time. And I think he's the guy you want to step up in case, you know, if mm-hmm. if a break by a pitch or if Tim Ayers is having struggles and the other guys. And I, I think you you need someone like, you know, a Robert or a Larry Garcia to kind of help with that and sort of pick up the slack in case, like I've been saying the last couple of episodes, like, you know, those top guys do kind of, you know, fall off, fall, fall off a bit. You know, I think this is sort of what you want. Hopefully he can keep it up as we go into the playoffs because, like we said before, Especially in divisional series where it's very short, weird things can happen. You know, a pass ball or a pitcher has yeah. has a great outing, you can't hit him, or and, and mm-hmm. this that type of thing. So I think you want to kind of, if you're the White Sox, you you hope that you know guys like Robert and Garcia can kind of be right there to sort of like, you know, kind of take it into you know pick up the slack in case you know the you know guys like Abreu and and Eloy and Tim Anderson and the, those guys if they're not reliable. White Sox fans, what is your number one concern uh, going into the playoffs, which starts next Thursday for the White Sox as they'll take on the Houston Astros in the American League Division Series? Perhaps this, that series, will, we're pretty sure that's going to start in the city of Houston. You can place your comments in our comment section on Facebook for Sports on Chicago on Facebook 
or at Sports Hill Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them comments up and running for you. If you try to do anything stupid or silly, Lakina will politely give you the boot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, speaking of giving you the boot, we'll give you the boot on these team leaders and statistics for the White Sox. Leading the team in batting average is Tim Anderson. He'll finish the year uh, hitting at 300 again, 301 to be exact. Jose Abreu is leading the team in home runs with 29 and an RBI with 113. On base percentage, Johan Makata with uh, .376. And Tim Anderson leads the team in hits with 155. Lakina, let's go to Johan Makata. I want to see him pick it up starting tonight against Detroit. As you mentioned, the division's already clinched. Perhaps you're going to be the number three seed. But I want to see uh, some other guys uh, pick up some momentum and and carry uh, some good habits into the playoffs. Johan Makata has been one of them. I've been talking about him for the last uh, couple of months. I want to see him uh, pull a Joe Creedy like Joe Creedy did in 05. His glove was there, but his bat wasn't there. If you remember, during that 05 playoff run, his back picked up, and he was playing He was playing some of his best baseball of his career. I want to see Johan Makata get that spark and do it here for this 2021 version of the White Sox. Yeah, that should be interesting. You know, I think Makata, like I said, another one of those guys where if, if like I said, if they – you know, if at the top end, you know, the top tier guys, you know, they have a slump or they struggle, you know, you want Makata to kind of pick up the slack. You know, he had his struggles last year, like you said, with the short season and everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, he has picked it up, which is, you know, which is what you want if you're the if you're the White Sox, especially if you're trying to advance far in the playoffs. You know, look, I think for me, for Makata, it's going to be another key player, you know, along with Robert and Garcia and those guys. So, and I think that's going to be sort of the, that's sort of the callus of what, you know, the White Sox, how far will they go? How far will mm-hmm. they advance? So I think if you're Mankata, you know, he's been doing it with the, with, the, with, the, with the short ball and the long ball. He's been hitting the whole runs, but he's also been driving guys in. So I think if you're, that's the kind of guy you want to step up if you're the White Sox. So I, if I were Tony LaRusso, look, he's been doing this. This is his first rodeo. And I would try to, you know, try to use it as much as you can. Yeah, and I agree with you, Lakina. Let's stay with the White Sox pitching staff. Let's go to the bullpen. Michael Kopech, he pitched three innings on Wednesday and then went against Cincinnati. He looked pretty good. Remember, he's been going two innings at the most coming out of the bullpen all year long. I know he had a couple of of emergency starts early in the season where he looked good, including that game against Texas early in the year on the south side. He struck out 10 in four and a half, five innings. That was incredible. Aaron Bummer, he's looked okay. Liam Hendricks is still your closer. Craig Kimber, I'm so worried about. <laughs> but the, hopefully the White Sox bullpen will uh, uh, pick it up and hide. Of course, the, the, the your other starters like Dallas Keuchel and some of the other guys that won't get a start in the playoffs, they're relegated to the bullpen. Renato Lopez, keep your eye on him. He clinched the – he was the starting pitcher uh, on the on the clinching day this time last week against Cleveland. He's looked real good coming out of the bullpen. Remember we when we were doing our radio show – before the shutdown, I said the Sox should uh, throw him in a trade to uh, to to get a, a to get a better piece. Uh, Rick Hahn was right. Don't listen to um, media folks like us all the time. Uh, Renato Lopez, you know, he, he was a, a a regular starter a couple for the last couple of years. You know, he's had his struggles, but coming out of that bullpen, he's looked great. He's going to be, I believe, in Dallas Keiko Should he make the playoff roster, he's going to be your uh, middle relievers. Uh, you could pitch about two or three innings to keep your keep your team in the ballgame, whether they're up or behind. 
Yeah, that's going to be, and I think that's going to be the key too. I think the, that middle relief and bullpen will be the key. I mean, look, if, if Lopez, you know, if you want to make him a, a starter and perhaps maybe have him eat up innings, mm -hmm. you know, to sort of, you know, keep your, from, your bullpen from being taxed, tax, that's fine. You know, Hendricks, I think Hendricks is your closer. I think right now, I know Kimbrough's mm -hmm. got more playoff experience, but I think, but I think Hendricks is sort of your 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 closer. If you know Kimbrough can be kind of like the setup guy. So, but look before we move on, you know, from the Wise, because we got to talk about the rest of the MLB because we're going, going up against it. But I th I think for me, you know, like I said, the bullpen, especially the middle relief, that's going to be the key. You know, can Michael Kopech, you know, be lights out and be able to you know to pitch two innings. Can you know Kimbrel you know show us that playoff experience that we've seen mm -hmm. you know when he's been playing other teams, and then with everything else, I mean, look, can we get can we get the keep the good Dillancies, and you know are we gonna mm -hmm. get the bad Dillancies that gives us seven or eight home runs? You can't afford to do it against Houston. So I think for me, I think that the key for the White Sox, and if they you know and if they travel you know if they advance far in the playoffs, not really the batting, but also but I think really it's more of the bullpen, the particularly the middle relief, the setup guys. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago on the hashtag Football Friday, along with Lakina McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. That's me. Let's uh, let's wrap wrap the segment up, Lakina. We'll get to uh, the rest uh, of baseball on on the other side of this break, Lakina. But wrapping up on the White Sox, also too. Let's take a look at the unsung heroes. And you, you mentioned Larry Garcia, uh, Brian Goodwin. He's going to be key as well. And of course, Gavin Sheets with that big bat coming off the bench. He's another interchangeable part. Also, Andrew Vaughn, who's been injured over the last month or so, but he's healthy enough to give it a go. I like his bat uh, in the lineup as well, or uh, coming off a bench as a pinch hitter. Uh, th those guys will be key as well. Well, I think also, yeah, and I think you're, you're right about that. And I think, you know, for me, Look at Keiko. If Keiko look get again, got guys that got playoff experience. You know, Kenny. You know, he is gonna probably gonna be one of the setup guys. Like that's probably what's gonna end up happening. And you know, look as far as you know the, the bats. I mean, look, I, I hope that may, maybe Gavin Sheets could be could play a part. And you know, and and those and and those guys. I mean, you know, for for me, I think that's gonna be the key. You know, can you know Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn, you know, can they you know play a role in this and. And all you know, Grand, you know, and Grandal, and all and all those guys. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the good news is for Tony Larusa is that is that he actually has parts he can play with, so that's mm -hmm. that's a good thing. So you know, the look, I think for the key for me is that if everyone you know pitches in and steps up, I think the White Sox will be fine. If not, it's going to be a short, you know, short thing. They're going to be exiting the series, so. It is time to take a pause for the cause as you're listening to Sega City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday on Sports Zone Chicago. When we return, we'll get into the best and best and worst there there was from MLB from this past week and give you some key series to watch for this upcoming weekend for the final weekend of the regular season. And Lakina will give you her top games in her college football piskin countdown. All that and more as you're listening to Sega City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That 
that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app, Lightning Fast Update, so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically. Dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to hashtag football Friday on Sports Zone Chicago. As you're listening to Second City Sports, Lakina McGee is she. I am Sydney Brown. That's me. As Lakina, let's wrap up our baseball talk by going, um, digging, diving deep into uh, the rest of Major League Baseball. We'd like to say congratulations to two teams that clinched last night. We mentioned one of them in our last segment the Houston Astros. They are the 2021 American League Western Division champions. And the Atlanta Braves for the fourth straight year will be your NL East division champions that swept the Philadelphia Phillies in three straight games. That's the team's first sweep in the year 2020. Lakina, I want to start off with the Braves. I watched that broadcast last night via my computer on replay. <laughs> and I, I noticed that uh, all the Braves players were talking about the the first of the season and how people ran them off from yours truly when Ronald Okuno Jr. went down with a season-ending injury. Uh, they picked up Jorge Soler at the trade deadline from Kansas City. He's been uh, amazing. You still got some of the young guys uh, there from uh, when they started rebuilding from a few years ago, like Ozzy Oblis. Uh, I like him a lot there second baseman. Of course, Freddie Freeman is one of those young veteran guys that have been there a long time as well. And they talk about the adversity they, they went through and they had the 9-0 and road trip. A month ago, and of course, they picked it up the last couple of weeks. You know, now they're going to play the Milwaukee Brewers this time next week in the division series. And that's a short five game series. You know, Atlanta, they did what they had to do in Super Bowl, and the Phillies is over. So this week, their weekend series doesn't mean anything in terms of the playoffs. But you want to create momentum going into the playoffs. And I had this thought last night as I watched them celebrate in front of their home fans at uh, Truist Park, that's just outside the city limits in, in Atlanta. I was thinking about this last night. Uh, I, I don't want to make my prediction here. We'll do that on Monday. But they they have a chance against the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll just say that. They have a chance against the Brewers, as you mentioned. In a short series, anything can happen. But this team, as I know, is that uh, the players uh, they're in, being interviewed last night, uh, 
that's on their shoulder, and rightly so, because they threw a, they blew a 3-1 lead in the NLCS last year in the bubble against the Dodgers, who went out to win the World Series. You gotta, yeah, you gotta give them props, you know, Brian Snicker, who's the uh, the manager for the Braves. I mean, he got he kept his guys together once Acuna got hurt, and mm-hmm. the, like I said, Solera Solera stepped up for them. You know, their pitches been really good. Nancy Watson has been really solid for them, and you know, yeah, they've benefited mm-hmm. from a, a very light schedule. You know, they played the Phillies with the Padres, you know, the Phillies. We all we said that the Phillies mm-hmm. were having you know bullpen issues, and they did just that. So. Not, I'm not looking yep. you know, congrats to them. And they were kind of, I know the Mets were already eliminated, so they kind of won. I don't want to say they won by default, but yeah, they've got a chance against the, the Brewers. But you know, again, we'll save that for the other one. But you know what? I also want to give a quick shout out to the Cubs. They'll they'll be able to finish up their their season against the the Cardinals. You know, trying to play spoiler for for them. And uh, look, they they won two out of three against the Pirates. They shut them out nine nothing and. Mm-hmm. And look, I think you know they're a young squad. I think they're going to be hungry, like you, like we've been saying. You know, next year is going to be where you hope that they can turn the corner about this time. So we'll see what happens there. Now, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to give a shout out also to Dusty Baker. I think he's like the fourth, the third. This is like the fifth team he's taken to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you got to give him, you know, his his due. And you know, we'll, we'll see. They got a, a good chance. You know, they were very close in the you know, last year, last year in the AL. You know, they had their struggles. <clears throat> excuse me, late in the season. So, you know, you got to give them uh, props, you know, especially with all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. The last couple of years, they still get food. And, and, you know, the good news is that they were able to clinch it at home. Now, as far as the and the NL West, that's still up for grabs, folks. I know that, you know, that that's going to that that's gonna be a, a tough one here. But, you know, with the series coming up, they still got both the Giants and the Dodgers still have you know, big series. The Giants, they play the Padres. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Look, we'll see how the Padres, you know, how motivated they are. Because you know, unfortunately, they, you know, they had high expectations and you know, injuries, you know, Tatis mm-hmm. not being able to percent and everything. So I think that sort of didn't help them. And you know, the Dodgers play the Brewers too. So we wonder where the Brewers mindset's gonna be. You know, they're already in the playoffs. I'm sure they're gonna want to rest, they're gonna run, mm-hmm. excuse me, they're gonna rest their guys, but to me, I think that's going to be a couple of still a lot to handle. Also, but the wild, wild card here is the AL wild card. The Red Sox <laughs> lose two out of three to the Orioles, and the Orioles, everybody, they Shocking. got all these fans. Yeah, they got all these fans, you know, fans of the Blue Jays, fans of the Yankees, <laughs> and the Mariners. I mean, the Mariners is should they make it? They're they're now the Red Sox are now tied with the Mariners. The Mariners will actually break a long playoff drought. You know, they haven't been to the playoffs since 01. And that's actually the longest you know active playoff and playoff drop in, in all of the major sports. You know that's MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL. So, you know you hope you're, you're going to be cheering for them. So it's it's going to get wild here. Still a lot to figure out and decide. It is a lot to figure out. Now, me personally, if Seattle gets in there, great. It's a great story we've been given a uh, manager and former player and one time Chicago Cubs got services props all year. They're doing it with a bunch of known name guys. They they stuck up there in the in the Pacific Northwest. No one is talking about them, but they ain't being talked about right now. As I told you, Lakino, on Monday, that Seattle uh, Oakland series that was the elimination series. Whoever won that series is going to um, inch closer to clinching a playoff spot. And Seattle, they want it right now. So, and of course, the New York Yankees. I watched a little bit of that series. John Carlos Stanton, that ball is still going from Tuesday <laughs> with that golf swing. My goodness! But uh, the, they took two out of three, I believe, from from the Blue Jays, and while the Red Sox struggled, so 
There's three teams for two spots. This is what baseball wanted when they created that wild one game wild card scenario a decade ago. Uh, they're going to get it now. It'll be it, it, look. It's going to get very interesting. This you know, as for all all of this, because the Yankees have the Rays, you know, starting tonight, and it'll be interesting to see how you know what might of the Rays are. They've clinched the number <laughs> one seed, so we'll see how how they. You know, their mindset is Baltimore, you know, Toronto plays Baltimore and I'm sure Toronto's going to make sure they don't, <laughs> they don't take Baltimore yeah. like because they saw what happened with a uh, Boston. Speaking of Boston, mm-hmm. they play, they play Washington and, and look, it's going to be, you know, with, with Washington, you know, they're kind of like sort of, you know, in the, in the tailspin here. So we'll see how much they're motivated and you know, Seattle, they play them. Uh, they host the angels, the Los Angeles angels of orange County. So you know, they got something <laughs> they got to deal with Shoy- Shay Otani who, Looks like he's going to end up winning AL MVP. I know, look, I know a lot of Toronto fans wish it was Vlad Jr., but, you know, he had eight triples a couple of days ago. So that that's, you know, he's had eight triples this season. Um, and, you know, that's the most by any player with at least five home runs says Mike Schmidt to eight triples and 48 home runs. He, he did that in 1980. But, uh, yeah, so there's still a lot to figure out. And I know the Brewers broke the Cardinals' long win streak yesterday. So, you know, there's still, like I said, there's still a lot to be decided in, in, in baseball. You know what, Lakina? I was just think, thinking about something. What? Do you, uh, do you, ready, do you really want to be an executive, TV executive right now if you're in baseball? <laughs> because if Seattle gets in, yes, it's a great story, but you have the Red Sox and the Yankees for a one game playoff. Let's be honest, you'll get more viewership. If it's a Red Sox and Yankees, then you have C- whether it's Seattle versus Toronto or Seattle versus Boston or Seattle versus New York. If it's Seattle versus New York, people are going to watch because people want to see New York go down. I, on the other side, I get that people are sick of seeing Red Sox, Yankees, especially with ESPN being the East Coast bias net sports network that it is. I don't yeah. want to be a TV exec right now. I really don't. Well, yeah, and what, and look, <laughs> but that goes on. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, but they got also Toronto too. What if Toronto's Toronto's only one game back? What if they sneak in there? But mm-hmm. but at the end of the game, you won't mind them because they got a lot of young players. You know, the guys yeah. like Vlad Jr. and uh, Bo Bichette and you know, all those other guys. So you know, Kevin Vigio. So you know, look, I think if you're the the, the executive, you're, you're doing the praying thing. You're you're praying to see if maybe you can get it a Red Sox Yankees. You know, for to get that spot in the NLD, ALDS. I mean. I, look, I, I think that you're, you're you're praying, but hey, whatever. But then again, this is what you want. You know, once they added that extra wild card, you wanted that to sort of have the extra game to kind of have somebody play. And of course, in this case, it would end up being either the Yankees or the Red Sox, or the Yankees and the Blue Jays, or the Red Sox and Blue Jays, or the uh, the Yankees and Mariners, or you know, just there's a whole lot to figure out. And look, I think this is what you want. I think you want people to kind of be glued into the last few days of the season. So. You know, if you're a TV executive, yes, you probably are, are cheering for Yankees, Red Sox, but at the mm-hmm. same time, though, yeah, Phil, you're looking like, look, it's actually, it's it's important now. And also, too, we talked about this mm. for the last couple of months or so, going into the month of September. Now, since it's October 1st and the regular season will be ending on Sunday, for those continuing teams are fighting to, to get in, we talked about the Red Sox, the Yankees, Seattle, Toronto. Uh, looking at the looking at your schedule, and you're you're seeing that you playing a lesser opponent, uh, a sub 500 team or, or a team that's way below 500. Of course, those sub 500 teams don't have anything to play for. But uh, if you're like you said, Washington, they play in Boston this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I believe you said Toronto's playing Baltimore. If yes. you're Washington and Baltimore, you s- 
salvaging the opportunity. You were salivating at the mouth. Uh, you could really affect the playoff pitch uh, picture here. If you take two out of three or perhaps sweep, you can end that contending team's regular season. Yes, those sub-500 teams have nothing to play for in terms of playoffs, but they can affect the playoff season that the opponents that they play. We said this for the last month, you guys. Uh, those uh, lesser teams have something to play for. Those players are uh, playing for their jobs, whether it's on their own team or somewhere else next year. But if you're Baltimore or Washington, you really savage in this moment because this is your World Series right here. Nothing's been going uh, uh, great for you all year long, but you can affect a couple of teams not making the playoffs at all. Also, say too, if you're San Diego, I mean, you're going to be playing San Fran. I mean, I'm sure you will love to sort of like help out your, you know, your, you know, the, the Dodgers by, you know, me and them <laughs> in a couple of cases. Are they going to be motivated, though? That's the thing. So mm-hmm. that, that's another question for a lot of these teams. I think that, look, it's going to get very interesting. I think we may see a couple of upsets this weekend. So that Don't might be surprised. That might change, you know, some of the trajectory, if you will. So I don't know. This, like I said, this is exciting. So if this is, this is baseball, this is what you wanted. So. You, you want those last couple of games of the season to matter, matter so and it is going to matter. Yep. The regular season for 2021 baseball will end on Sunday. You listen to Hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina McGee and Sydney Brown here with you, Lakina. Let's dig into the football. Uh, week five of college football kicked off last night as Virginia defeated Miami 30-28. to Lakina only saw the miss kick on the highlights at the end. Uh, the University of Miami had a chance to win that game, but they're like the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL. Uh, you cannot find a kicker. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there, there was so much irony that they missed that that kick hit the uh, the goal post. I mean, really, like that's that, unfortunately that was sort of a synopsis of what Miami's season has been. And I'm sure a lot of look, if you go back to what Kirk Herbstreit said last weekend on game day about Miami and that the president, the AD and the coach are not on the same page. There's no lie in what he said. So I he can say it better. So I would say look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's on awful announcing somewhere. So I would say check that out. But let's talk about the games that we got that, the, mm-hmm. the good games that are going to be coming. There's actually a good one in the Big 10 coming up tonight and that's Iowa and Maryland. There's you know remember Tua's little brother is over there in Maryland now so, and they've actually been playing pretty well and Mike Loxley, who's a the coach there. So if I were to the place in the college parks going to be rocking and you know, I they're undefeated too, uh, Maryland is. So if I'm Iowa, I would definitely be on upset alert. Yep, Iowa's three and a half point favorite. Shout out to our girl Alyssa Bergen, media uh, mm-hmm. in-game host for the White Sox. She's a Iowa alum, along with our uh, good friend Amaya Kaya, Kyle League yes. and Balls uh, of this network, Sports Zone Chicago. She's a Iowa alumni as well. Uh, Lakina, uh, it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm taking Iowa to win a tough run on the on the road, but uh, as far as point spreads. Uh, I, I, I'll go with Iowa, but I'm just going with Iowa to win. I think they got too much up front, especially on the offensive line, and they can run the ball better. So I'm going with Iowa. Should be, it should be fun over there. Also, another team that they should be an upset alert, BYU. I know they're undefeated right now. Uh, they, you know, they play Utah State, and that should be a fun one there at Maverick Stadium. And, um, you know, they're, I know they're a nine-and-a-half favorite. I would say take the under. Because I, I kind of feel like Utah, especially after what happened with Boise State, this is a this is a more reasonable time for them to play. So I think they'll be you know, Blake Anderson. You know, they'll have his guys ready, and that should be a fun one. They're in Logan, Utah now. As for the Saturday games, we got a top ten come, you know, top ten matchup coming up on the SEC at 11 a.m. tomorrow. 
on ESPN. You got Arkansas at Georgia. Should be a fun one. And we'll see if Arkansas is for real. Now, this is going to be the first big test. So that should be fun. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Can Arkansas win big on the road? They can. I know it's early to say this, but can they be a disruptive team in terms of the national playoff picture? I don't know. We're early into the season, but it could be a, a tall tale sign if they should upset Georgia. Also, on big news Saturday on Fox, we have number 14 Michigan travel to Wisconsin to take on the one and two badges. Like, we saw what Wisconsin did last week here in Chicago against Notre Dame. Uh, laid a big fat egg. Jim Harbaugh, nothing is a gimme, but could this be more of a gimme? Well, this will be the first road game. And maybe I was just looking at it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I mean, this will be the, this will be the first uh, road game for Michigan this year. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a, a, a tough spot. You know, you know, Camp Randall is going to be rocking. You know, they're going to be jumping around. So, and but I just don't think Wisconsin's got the talent right now. But again, you never know. These are look; these two teams have have been playing pretty well in you know, I think the last like 25, 30 years. So there's always some good games between them. So it should be a fun one there, as it usually is now. Tennessee, Missouri, that should be a fun one there. In Columbia, Missouri, that should be a good one. Also, to Illinois plays a pretty good Charlotte team. Now, remember, this, this Charlotte football program has only been around, I think, like six or seven years. And Will Healy has been has his guys playing well. So they're three and one. So this could be another loss for Illinois, I'm, I'm thinking. Just saying. Sorry, Lamont, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, another basketball matchup will be taking place tomorrow for, uh, for college football. Duke in North Carolina. Duke is three and one in North Carolina. At two and two, they'll be on ESPN two at eleven o'clock a.m. Chicago time. Minnesota to Purdue, not a bad matchup in the Big Ten. That's on the Big Ten Network at the same time. Uh, the Boilermakers checking in at three and one. Minnesota's at two and two. Yeah, look if they get that loss against Boiler Green at home out of their mouths. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Texas, Texas, and TCU. I mean, you know these two, you know these two teams have been you know playing each other and you know going into each other for years. You know Texas is three and one. TCU is two and one. Um, I think TCU had a yeah, so that should be a fun one there between those two teams, in-state rivals, you know, kind of battling. Out, yeah, you know, and so I think that should be a fun one there. That's another, you know, eleven a.m. Oh, that's an ABC game, so make sure you guys check that out and you know set your DVRs if you, you know, if you like. So excuse me, that should be a that should be a good one there between those two. You know, look, Texas just. Throttled, you know, throttled, you know, with someone signing their last game. So that should be, I mean, you know, they scored 70 points against Tech. So we'll see if they can keep it up. You know, that should be an interesting one there as well. Um, let's see. Here. USC and Colorado, a rare just 1 PM, yeah. yeah, 1 p.m. game, Chicago time. That's on the Pat 12 network. USC favored by seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, I, know, I know Colorado, you know, they haven't, you know, a lot of their guys, you know, left last year, graduated. So, they, you know, Carl, you know, Carl Durrell and his guys, you know, they've been struggling. But look, I, you look know, SC. I mean, you got to keep it up for your SC. I mean, if you want, you know, to, you're, they're playing for their jobs basically. So yeah, you know, that that's you know, you got to have a better show that y'all that they did, you know, last last week against Oregon State. Um, a good one here in the in, uh, that's a Notre Dame game. They host Cincy. Yeah. <laughs> Upset, I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you guys, you know, you know Desmond Ritter, you know, who is a, just a, a freak, you know, for Cincy, their quarterback. Look, like I said, I'm, I don't buy Notre Dame, and I'm sure Cincy's going to knock him back to reality. So this should be a really good one over yeah, there. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati's a two-point favorite. Shocking. 
But really, yeah, like, they are two point favorites. Sugar. I'm reading, it, yeah, I'm reading it right now. Cincinnati's a, uh, barely a two point favorite, so uh, I think it's going to be a close game. But I, I, I'm cheering for Cincinnati. Let's just say that I'll cheer for Cincinnati. I can't stand Notre Dame. Go Bearcats! Go yes. Bearcats. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the CBS game at two thirty for the SEC. The that's Ole Miss and Alabama. And look, I mean. Look, Ole Miss. I don't think Kiffin has his game circled in his cal- in his uh, e calendar. So yeah, look, look, they've got some guys over there. Ole Miss, you know, Jacob Ely. You know, he can, you know, he can run the ball well. And look, Florida showed you that Jerry, Jerry and Ely, I should say, for uh, for Ole Miss, who's a running back. Look, I think Florida showed you that Alabama can be slowed down. They can be beat. So, do you think Ole Miss can do it? They gotta get pressure on the court. They have to get pressure on the quarterback. If they could do so, especially early in the game, they have a great chance in that hostile environment down like Tuscaloosa. If they don't, it's going to be a long day for them. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. I'm sure you know that in Tuscaloosa that they're going to be rocking, so that should be a fun mm-hmm. one. Oregon and Stanford, that's the ABC game at 2.30. Not to say that, you know, I'm sure Mario Chris will have his guys ready. I know Stanford, you know, they don't have the talent, but you know, like they have the in previous years, but I'm sure sh- I'm sure David Shaw will have his guys ready. So, you know, if you're Mario Chris Cristobal, I think you should I'm not gonna say upset alert, but don't you know, don't look past this game. I agree there. Also at 2:30 on Fox, we'll have uh, number six Oklahoma traveling to Kansas State to face the Wildcats. OU's 11 and a half point favorite. Lakina, all I'm looking forward to this game is offense, especially from the Sooners. They barely survived uh, their home win against West Virginia last week with a 16-13 victory. And also to remember, K-State upset OU the last time they played there a couple mm-hmm. years ago, so I'm sure they're going to want that revenge. Look, like I said before, OU's defense will make things interesting. They always do. So, yeah. I've, you know, this should be a good one here. I know, I know K-State, I know they're kind of rebuilding. They got – you know, but they've they got they, they, they got talent there. So I, I think you know, like I said, don't don't look past. Like I said before, you know, for with Oregon and Stanford, don't look past K State. They're three and one, and I, they'll be ready. At five p.m. on ESPN, number ten, the Florida Gators will travel to Kentucky to take to take on the Wildcats, and also at five p.m. on ESPN Plus. Louisiana Tech at two and two will travel to number twenty three NC State to face the Wolfpack. They're three and one. Hopefully, you know if you're NC State, you hope that they don't have a letdown after that big win against Clemson last week. <laughs> that that should be interesting. There, uh, there was another game I wanted to allude to. Ooh, where did where'd you go? Oh, oh, uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State. You know, with the can know, we say two- shoot out of the OK Corral? Ha ha ha! That's the, that's the ESPN <laughs> two game. Uh, Oklahoma State with a nice win in Boise at, at Boise State with that blue turf. You know, Blair Baylor, of course, with an upset over Iowa State. You know, mm-hmm. this should be a good one here. Here at Boom Pickens Stadium in Stillwater. Your primetime game on ABC at six thirty p.m. tomorrow will be number four Penn State. The Nittany Lions will host the Indiana Hoosiers. They check in at two and two. Yeah, I mean, you know, Indiana, there was a lot expected from Indiana this year, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll be ready for this game. Michael Penix Jr. has been has had his struggles, you know, has four touchdowns and six interceptions. That's not good. So I'm sure – I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a wide out there, but I'm thinking that if you're Penn State, I mean, you know, you don't want to have to, 
you know, take them lightly. I know a lot of was expected from Indiana this year, so but that should be a fun one there over over there at Beaver Stadium. So that should be a good one. Go same with the Big Ten. Going back here to to two thirty game, that'll be a Big Ten Network. You know, Rutgers and and as they host Ohio State. I mean, I know Rutgers. You know, they lost to Michigan. You know, could have won. You know, I think Michigan kind of let them back in that game, but. Look, I'm not saying that Ohio State should be an upset alert, but I'm thinking that I'm sure Graciano, I think, you know, he's actually, you know, I think he's only, I think he's been to Ohio State once in his, in his first tenure there. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that this could be an ups, upset alert there for Ohio State. I'm just saying. They haven't been dominant the last few games, so we'll see what happens there. At 6.30 p.m., on the Big Ten Network, the Northwestern Wildcats at two and two will travel to Nebraska to take on the Corn Huskers. The Corn Huskers are two and three. Yeah, both teams. You know, a lot of people not, a lot what's more expected from these two teams this year. So, you know, this is going to be a very interesting in, in the Big Ten West. But yeah, I'm, mm, 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 I oh gosh, I take the under there <laughs> if mm. I were if I were gambling. Now uh, it'll sit at six thirty over the ACC Network if you mm-hmm. have it. Boston College, they're undefeated. You know, I you know, I dare anybody ask you, did you guys have Boston College being undefeated in the ACC right now? Yeah, put nope. your hands down. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Eclipse is hoping to, um, hoping to bounce back from that loss at NC State. I mean, look, Boston College, they can run the ball. Like, they, they've got, like, one of the top rushers, uh, Garo, Garo the third. So he's uh, Pat Garwood the third. I'm sure they're they're already liveing him that he should be in the Heisman talk. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll see what he does. But yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that you know the dynasty between with Clemson is over with you. Know, I saw that some of the questions you know in ES on ESPN. Like, look, they have the talent. It's just not developed right now, and they're all very yeah. young. So we'll see how they bounce, and we'll see if Boston College is for real. At 8 p.m. on ESPN, we have number 22. The Auburn Tigers will travel to Louisiana to take on the LSU Tigers. They check both teams check in at three and one. Always a always a great when these two play. You know the Battle of the Tigers and mm-hmm. and look, I know LSU has had their struggles this year. You know Auburn, you know they had to you know take pull Liverpool a rap out of the hat against <laughs> against Georgia State at home. Yeah, so that should be a fun one. It could come down to a field goal. Who knows? Uh, let's stay on the West Coast. Lakina, as we all know, she loves her West Coast college football. At 8 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network, we'll have Washington at 2-2 two and two, traveling to Oregon to take on the Oregon State Beavers. They're checking at 3-1. and one. Should be a good one there over – should be a good one there at, at, at uh, in Corvallis because I, I think, though, these two – you know, again, Washington, you know, a lot of people had high expectations. You know, they mm-hmm. have not, you know, ex- they haven't, you know, met those expectations. But Oregon State's been playing pretty well, too. Like I said, you know, they beat down USC pretty good <laughs> at the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, that should be a fun one. Um, and also, speaking of the Rose Bowl, it should be a good one here. I know you're looking forward to this one, Sid. At 9.30 on FS1, they got Arizona State and number 20 USC. Yeah, I mean, UCLA, I should say. Yeah, battle of the former NFL head coaches, Herm Edwards for <laughs> Arizona State and Chip Kelly for UCLA. And uh, he used to coach the Eagles about a decade ago. He he was the first coach that took over for Andy Reid many moons ago. Let's go, Herb Edwards. <laughs> you play to win the game. <laughs> Should be a good one there in the roles. But also, two last but not least, number 18, Fresno State at Hawaii. <laughs> There's always at 10 o'clock. That's a really, really late game for those of us here in the East Coast. So. That should be a good one. It's always usually our, um, yeah, uh, that's like a, a CBS network, CBS Sports Network. So if you guys have that, you know, if you want to, you know, check out Hawaii and, you know, play a little, you know, late night football, there you go. 
Yeah, that's our that's some of our top games for tonight and tomorrow for the world of college football. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead. As you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Soul Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. When we return, we're going to preview the week four matchup in the NFL between our Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. We're going to have a very special guest for you to help us preview that game. You want to stay tuned to, for that one. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to our number two of Hashtag Football Friday on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakita McGee. That's she. I'm Cindy Brown. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps whether it's an apple itunes store or google play make sure that app says sports on chicago you could catch our live shows including this one right now if you miss it you can catch up on any of our six live shows as well via the podcast form let's kick off our number two as we preview the nfl week four matchup between our chicago bears and the detroit lions the game will take place this sunday at high noon chicago time on the lakefront at soldier field we brought on a special guest he's a friend of the show and the other shows that i worked for in the past including the dean davis show he's the radio voice for the detroit lions he does a great job with the lomas brown and he's the sports director of fox 2 television in detroit we welcome on mr dan miller sir welcome back to the program how are you Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. How you guys doing? I'm doing well. 
Well, we were check we were doing a well-being check on you after what happened uh, against Baltimore with the Lions. We just want to—I <laughs> I told Sid like we got to get him on because we want to kind of like check on him and see how well-being check how how are you holding up? Well, I, I think that's the nature of the NFL. Is on Sunday night you feel terrible, Monday morning you wake up feeling bad but a little bit better. Tuesday you're starting to turn the page, and Wednesday you're starting to look at the next one. So, um, it's a league where you can't really afford to look back all that much there's no doubt it was a brutal gut-wrenching defeat but Mm -hmm. you know you only get 17 of these things so you can't let something like that linger uh whether you're trying to do a job like i am or much more importantly if you're a player or a coach because you got another team that's looking for a bounce back this week so you better be ready and speaking of getting ready, Dan, uh, the Detroit Lions, yes, they're 0-3 on the season, as you well know. But Dan Campbell, uh, he's been a joke of pretty much everybody, including us uh, here on this show uh, in his introductory press conference. Somebody went, went, wanted to set the tone and bite kneecaps and, and things along that nature. But but uh, even though uh, he was setting the tone for the organization and for his players, even though they're 0-3, uh, outside of that uh, that terrible first half uh, against San Francisco and in, in the second half against Green Bay. This team has played hard for, for Mr. Campbell. I watched some of that game last week against Baltimore, and two-thirds of that game, they outplayed Baltimore, but it mm-hmm. just came down to that historic kick at the end. Talk about, talk about Dan Campbell's impact on, on this team so far, even though it's been a rough start record-wise. Well, I, I, yeah, I think that, um, one, just in terms of that press conference, I, I will say to you what I've said to everybody else who has said the same thing. Um, you're talking about 30 seconds of a 90-minute press conference. And Mm. I I defy anybody to watch that 90-minute press conference and then tell me that it wasn't exactly the tone that he needed to set for the fans, for the organization, for everybody that was watching. Because he wasn't talking for the sake of talking. He was talking to people. Mm. Um, So that aside, uh, look, this team has played hard. They haven't played well long enough. And it's a 60-minute game, and they're finding that out. They're playing a lot of young guys on this team that are figuring out what it takes to win in this league and how one mistake somewhere along the line can cost you a game. I mean, they have multiple efforts to multiple chances to put that game away on Sunday against the Ravens and didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Can look to a lot of young guys who had those opportunities and didn't do it. Well, those are hard lessons learned, but the hope is that as they learn them, they don't have to learn them again. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's where they are right now. They're again, I think there have been some good things, but if there has been an overriding kind of theme to the season, it's that you can't play 30 minutes and win. Or in the case of the San Francisco right. game, you can't play mm-hmm. eight minutes and win. I think that's where they are. How has Jared Goff looked so far? You know, of course, he got, you know, he came, you know, from the Rams in a trade, and now Matthew Stafford's putting up big numbers with the Rams. And he's actually been, you know, Goff, I mean, has actually been pretty solid. So what have you, what have you liked to, you know, like from him so far? I Jared's done a really nice job. Uh, I think going into the season, if you looked at the Lions, you would have said there were probably three big question marks. One, could Jared Goff be the guy? And we're still going to get that answer in time. That's not three weeks and done, but he's been fine. Jared played well. Uh, But the questions were the secondary, which has struggled, and wide receiver, where they've struggled. Now, the wide receiver part of it impacts Jared because he's not uh, able necessarily to consistently pump the ball downfield and, and take big shots because guys aren't getting separation. They really haven't had a receiver that has consistently stepped up and, uh, you know, been the guy that he can connect with and 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 count on in cl- clutch situations. Guys have done it here and there, 
But look, you lose Marvin Jones, you lose Kenny Galladay, you lose Danny Amendola, you're losing a lot from a receiving core, and they've not replaced that. And the guys that they brought in, uh, while at times they've been okay, they haven't been good enough. Now, they've got time to continue to develop. You're talking about some young guys there that, that are trying to figure things out in this league. But um, I think Jared's done a really nice job. I think he's put him in position to, to have a chance to win a couple of these games. And I think that that as the cast around him gets better, that Jared will get better. And, you know, no question that Matthew's off to a great start in Los Angeles. And, and uh, I didn't expect anything different. I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan, and I thought he'd go out there and play well. So um, here in Detroit, uh, I think if you've looked at, at trying to figure out what the problems are, you wouldn't come up with Jared Goff being one of them through three weeks. The voice of the Detroit Lions, Dan Millis, is on with us on Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday. Sid Lakina here with you on Sports Zone Chicago. Dan, let's focus in on the running game. DeAndre Swift, of course, that name's familiar with us Bears fans because he dropped a potential game-winning touchdown in last year's uh, uh, regular season opener. But you have a former uh, Green Bay Packer named Jamal Williams, who's second on the team in rushing two yards behind at 121 for the year. He's been making a dip, big difference for you guys this year. And he had a, they scored a touchdown last week against Baltimore. Talk about his impact on the team. Well, I, I think they've actually run the ball well. Uh, I think they've actually, unfortunately, at times in the San Francisco game and in the Green Bay game, got to a point where the scoreboard dictated they couldn't run it anymore. But they thought mm -hmm. the offensive line would be a strength. At this point, it's been really good. And that's losing Taylor Decker three days before the season started. They're starting left tackle and having to shake things up. So uh, I think the line's been good. I think the running game has been good. I think Jamal has been a real plus in terms of just the attitude that he brings to a locker room. The dude is just always on. Um, he has uh, just got a great outlook on life. He's always smiling. He loves the game. He's dancing from the moment he gets on the field. And it's mm -hmm. infectious. I think it, it – um, you know, talking to some people in Green Bay, they all to a man said, you guys got a good one there. We really miss him. Uh, it's just the business of the NFL that sometimes you can't afford to keep somebody. But Jamal has been everything advertised and more. And those two running backs have done a really nice job. Um, scoreboard sometimes, as I said, is dictated that they get kind of taken out of it a little bit. But, you know, Swift is one of the main reasons they came back in that game. They really fired him up and went through him in the second half. But um, I'd say right now for this team, if you're looking at strengths and weaknesses, running back with those two guys has been a strength. What about their defense? They're going to be facing potentially, you know, Justin Fields, you know, just he got sacked nine times against the Browns last Sunday. Uh, what can the, what can you know, the Lions defense do to kind of try to sort of exploit some of the deficiencies in the Bears O-line? They're struggling right now in the secondary um, to kind of backdoor to your point. They're, they're They've got some young guys back there. They've lost two players that they thought would play key roles uh, in Ifatu Melifanwu and Jeff Okuda. Uh, Okuda done for the year, Melifanwu done for several weeks at least. Uh, they thought those guys would, Okuda would be a starter, Melifanwu would be a rookie who'd play a lot. They're both gone. Um, they had a couple of blown assignments in that game last week that really hurt them, in particular on that fourth and 19. Um, linebacker, they're kind of going through some changes there. They cut Jamie Collins. Derek Barnes is starting to play more. Jaden Reeves Raven started to play more. I think the strength of that defense is up front, and it's just starting to come together. Uh, they've got depth there. They've got young guys there that are figuring things out. But I think before this season ends, that defensive line for the Lions, look, you're not talking about 
Mack and Quinn and, and Hicks, but you're talking about a group that's taking a big step forward that I think has the potential to be very good and, and difference makers. And they did a nice job against Mark Jackson last week. They made life pretty rough on him. And, um, you know, Julian O'Quara is another one of those young guys. You look at that third down play uh, last week's game and he's got him wrapped up, but hit him too high and Jackson got away. Hmm. If he hits him about six inches to a foot lower, that clock's running. They're scrambling yep. to get going on fourth down and the game's probably over. Um, so again, hard lessons to learn but young players learning hard lessons. And I think that that's one of the things when you're going through a rebuild that you see, and that's, that's where they are right now. But I'm excited about that defensive line. I'm excited to see what they do this week. Um, and they have to play well, frankly, against Chicago. And they have to make life difficult on whoever the quarterback is back there. Going back to the Lions offense, you talk about the lack of playmakers from the wide receiver position. Let's talk about your tight end, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. Uh, he leads the team in reception yards, and he has two touchdowns early in, in the season. Talk about his impact uh, uh, on the team, and what do you expect from him on Sunday against Chicago? Uh, because we're going to, it looks like we're going to get steady rain throughout the game yeah. on that bad turf at Soldier Field. And I, awesome. I can see TJ Hawkins, TJ Hawkins, yeah. I can see TJ Hawkins having a big game. Sorry to say, but <laughs> I, can, <laughs> yeah, I talk look, about your tight end. Hawkins, yeah, Hawk is a really good player who's becoming one of the best tight ends in this league. Um, the problem is, like what you saw against Baltimore, we had two catches for, I think, 10 yards. And teams are going to start to do everything they can to take it away and force some of those wide receivers to make some plays if they want to beat them. So um, while Hawk is terrific, it's going to be difficult on him when teams can really lock down on him and bracket him and double him and whatever it takes. So uh, I, I think as the team starts to get better in other positions, that will help Hawk. But uh, as it is now, he's clearly the, along with Swift, the best receiving threat they've got. Uh, but other teams know that too. And the Bears know that. And they're going to do everything they can to take him away. So uh, they've got some work to do in, in, in ways to be innovative to try to get the football to him. But at the same time, it's kind of what we've talked about you know, a couple times already is other guys have to make plays to make life easier on their mm -hmm. teammates. There's 11 guys out there and everybody's got to be a threat or do their job. And and right now, that's that's something they're trying to grow into a receiver. But, you know, long story short, he's a really, really good player who, you mm -hmm. know, if all goes as expected, he's he's a uh, top, you know, five to eight tight end in this league. Easy. Who else in the receiving court can step up then if he's going to I'm sure he's going to get a lot of looks you yeah. know, who can step up. Um, well, I, I think Quintez Cephas is a guy that we're all kind of looking at and waiting to see what he can do. Um, he's shown flashes of being a big physical guy who's able to exploit some mismatches, but it hasn't been consistent. And I think on Ross St. Brown is a rookie out of USC who looked, you know, very comfortable in camp, but you know, things change when you get to the regular season. And I think he's trying to figure it out. Um, you know, Tyrell Williams was a guy they signed during the off season. He's a legit NFL, probably number two receiver, but he's been out with a concussion. He's on injured reserve now. So um, I, I think that there's there's other players that have a chance to step up for them. Um, Khalif Raymond made some plays in that game the other day. Trinity Benson is a guy that's only been here a couple of weeks from Denver. Kadero Hodge has only been here a couple of weeks since he got picked up. So, look, I don't know that there's anybody that you look at on that depth chart and you say, man, he should be the number one guy. I think there's possibilities there of guys that can step up and need to step up. Um, and it's just an opportunity for somebody to, to, to have a job in the NFL. This is a wide open position for this team 
These guys are all fighting to make a living in pro football. Well, guess what? Here's the best opportunity you're ever going to get to show what you can do because this coaching staff's just waiting for somebody to, to step forward and become a consistent threat there. And when they do, they're not going to leave the field very often. Halfway home with our guest, uh, voice of the of the Detroit Lions, Mr. Dan Miller, is on with us on a hashtag Football Friday on here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you, Dan. You, we talked about Matthew Stafford earlier. Of course, he's off to a hot start with with the Rams, and rightfully so. Uh, there's been some national pundits that, that gave him the nickname Stats Patford, and uh, there's other people that kind of I want to say undermine his. Uh, tenure there in Detroit. He, he put up big numbers with now Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson. Do you think that Matthew Stafford was, uh, as just say, underappreciated at his time with Detroit? I know he gets a lot of the blame on why the Lions were su weren't successful on the field, but in terms of the numbers that Stafford put up in the Lions uniform, do you think that he was uh, very much underappreciated and got so much of the unnecessary blame? I, you know, I think it's a, it's a polarizing. Um conversation. I think there's some people that believe that. I think there's some people believe that um, he probably didn't get enough blame for the things that go wrong. I've been very clear in what I've said from the beginning. I think the the failure was organizational. I don't think they put a good enough team around him. Uh, better than 23rd in the league in rushing one time the entire math time Matthew was here. Uh, top half of the league defense, I think one time the entire time he was here. Um, look, Matthew's a heck of a football player but he's not somebody that's going to do it by himself. And they didn't put the requisite team around him to get it done. He's the same player now that he was here. Uh, mm -hmm. But when he has an empty possession in Los Angeles, that defense gets him the ball right back. When he had one here, uh, the defense would give up points and he'd get it back two scores down. So um, as, as the level of the team rises, Matthew will rise. He's plenty good enough to win in the playoffs. I believe he's plenty good enough to win a Super Bowl, but uh, he's maybe not one of those top tier Brady Rogers breeze when he was there type guys that's mm -hmm. going to almost will a team to victory by themselves. He is one of those guys that I think is that next level down where he's got to have things right around him. And if he is, he's plenty good enough to win. I think, you know, in the long run, I think people are stuck in their positions here in Detroit. Um, it was 12 years of, you know, I think he's playing his tail off and giving everything he's got to this franchise. But, you know, I think some people looked at it like uh, they're not winning and they're not winning because of him. I didn't see it that way. I thought there were other reasons involved. There were multiple. There were definitely multiple reasons. Now, um, let's talk, let's talk a bit about, about head coach Dan Campbell. I mean, you know, we see the we've all seen these very quirky, you know, pressers and you know things like that. So, what's he really like? You know, I know you said you said earlier that it's just like maybe a 30, 45 second, you know, snippet of like a ninety minute presser. So, tell us what he what he what he's like. You know, outside of all like the the weird and quirkiness. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy who's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. I mean, I, I covered Dan as a player here, and he was the same kind of guy then, a little more quiet then than he is now. But um, he is uh, he's just himself. There's no BS with him. He's going to tell you exactly what he's thinking. He's the most open coach at a press conference I've ever seen. Um, and I think the players appreciate that. I know the media appreciates that. And I think that he came in here with the attitude and, and told people right off the bat, this isn't a quick fix. And he didn't promise a quick fix. I mean, this, th there's a reason this team fired their head coach and fired their general manager. They weren't good. They haven't been good. And the roster's been getting worse. 
So you got to rebuild this thing and you got to have somebody in there who can put together a culture and, and a way of doing business that defines the Detroit Lions that we haven't had in a long, long time. And I think that, you know, it, it is, I, I look guys, I, I fall in love with a lot of coaches and there's a reason those guys are there. They know football, they've got some charisma to them so they can talk a good game and, and, the question sometimes is, do the players follow them? Do the players buy into it? What I think doesn't matter. What do the players think? Well, these players love their head coach and they're fighting for their head coach and they love the coaching staff that he's put together. So I think he's done a lot of things right. There's a long way to go and, and his success or failure is going to be written over the next several years. And, you know, also uh, Brad Holmes, the general manager and what kind of talent acquisition they can have. So I think it's, it's, I think he's the right guy at the right time for the job, but uh, frankly, what I think doesn't matter. It's ultimately going to be what the results are. But if you're looking for something tangible right now, players are playing hard for him. Uh, young players are, are starting to figure things out. You know, five, six games, I'll have a better feel for it. Are these young guys getting better? Are they making the same mistakes? I think that that's, that's the key is to, that we haven't had here in a long time is player development, guys coming in getting better, getting a second contract because they've earned it. Uh, draft picks that, that come here and get better. Don't just come here and flame out. So there's a lot that has to be decided. But what's he like? I think he's a hell of a guy. I think he's somebody you'd want to play for. And I think he's somebody these guys want to play for. And coming off what they were coming off of, which was Matt Patricia, another guy I like, got along with him great, but it didn't work here. I think this is a different kind of personality that that fits this team and something they needed in the wake of that. Final moments with Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, right here on the hashtag Football Friday on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakin here with you, Dan. I know things are getting back to normal slowly with fans back in the stands, and we love watching that on television. Of course, you're traveling here along with Lomas Brown to Chicago to call the game for the Lions on Sunday. Uh, Talk, of course, last year it was a total different story uh, with you guys, uh, broadcasters not traveling, doing games from a studio. Talk to us uh, what kind of challenge was it to call games from, from one spot last year, not be, being able to travel? Well, I mean, here's the good part. I'll start with that. When the game ended 20 minutes later, I was in my car driving home with no traffic. So that's the good part. <laughs> uh, wasn't I hear you. on a plane or fighting to get to an airport or anything like that. But let me say this. It's always better to be there. Um, the league did a really nice job of giving us the best tools we could have to call a game from a remote place. Big, you know, all 22 cameras close enough to see numbers. And we had big television set up in our studio. So, you know, I applaud the Lions who gave us a great setup. I applaud the league who gave us access to, to great cameras and things like that. Um, so you got used to it. You had crowd noise in your ear. It's not the same. You kind of, as a play-by-play -play announcer, ride the wave of the crowd and feel their emotion. So you couldn't do that. But look, after a couple, gosh, I'd say a couple quarters, you got used to it. And it was just back to calling a football game and you had a job to do. Um, I, I, you know, wouldn't want to do that again. I, I prefer to do it the way that we're doing it now. I understood why we did it. And it was the appropriate choice at the time. Um, but I love being there, feeling the crowd. That's why we do what we do. We love that atmosphere. And I'm I'm glad we're back 
doing it that way now. And it's been a lot of fun to do it for three weeks. Yeah. The, the atmosphere was missing last year. Those, those stadiums and arenas. It's, it's just, you know, just, yeah. there's nothing like it. Now I know you, you can't say a score and you can't say who will win, you know, because you're going to be calling the game, but locally, but what are the keys to a Lions win over the Bears? Well, I think the Lions have to play 60 minutes. I mean, look, if they play the way they did in the first half against Green Bay, they got a great shot. If they play the way they did in the second half against Baltimore, they got a great shot. We've seen them play well. They have to do it over 60 minutes. Now, look, the other team's got something to do with that, but they've also had a lot of self-inflicted errors. So up front, they got to be stout. They got to stop Montgomery. They got to put the game on whoever the quarterback is to throw it. Then they got to harass him when he does. Uh, and secondary, got to have coverage. I mean, look, we know Alan Well from being from Orchard Lake St. Mary's here in Metro Detroit. He's a great player. Um, and he's been a pain in our backsides every time we've played the Bears. So we got to figure out some way to stop <laughs> him as well. And then defensively, look, you have game-changing players up there with Mack and, and Quinn and Hicks and Smith. I mean, those guys can flip a game on a dime. You have to know where they are and control them. And to me, you're going to be able to do it the whole game. You won't. So... I think that it's it's incumbent upon them and Goff to get everybody in the right position um, and try to avoid the the quick change plays that the Bears thrive off of and can kill you on the road in the NFL where the emotion gets you know against you and you know you give them look if you got a struggling quarterback in Chicago which I'm not counting on but if 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 he's going to get going don't give him a 20 yard field to do it where you turn the ball over and make it easy on him. Make it hard. Make whoever's in there go you know, 75, 80 yards and make them go in 10 plays so they can make a mistake somewhere along the line. So, look, it's it's probably the same in a lot of different cities. It's it's about playing a complete game, not making penalties and turnovers that, that cost you and make your job more difficult and, and try to find some consistency on offense uh, with these guys. And, look, I, I, they can do it. I've seen them do it. It's just a matter of doing it for a longer period of time because that's what it takes to win in this league. Last question from me, Dan. Uh, your organization uh, honored uh, Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson uh, during the halftime ceremony of last week's loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I was uh, uh, My only Bears game in person was at uh, the 2015 regular season finale. Of course, that was Calvin Johnson's last game. No one knew at the time, but that was his last game as a pro, uh, as a Lion. Uh, what story can you tell us that the public doesn't know about Mr. Johnson? What made him such a special player and a special person? Uh, man, there's so many. I mean, number one, he was just – he was – you know, I'm actually – hosting an event to induct Calvin to the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame tonight. And, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about this. And, you know, Calvin grew up here. And I, I think back, I watched his Hall of Fame speech, and it was beautiful and eloquent. And I think back to the guy that I hosted a radio show with when he was a rookie, and he didn't speak in longer than eight-second sentences. So uh, it was just he was shy. He was trying to figure it out. Always humble, always as classy as can be. But now I, well, I see him and he's just, he's grown into a man, a husband, a father, a businessman. And he's just, I'm so proud of him. And I, I think what I would say to people is just the understanding of the difficulties that he went through when he played. Third game of his career against Philadelphia, he goes up and lands on his back and couldn't feel his legs. And for the rest of his rookie season, just played hurt. And, you know, 
other seasons where he's playing with fingers that won't bend and he's trying to catch the ball like this and Matthew Stafford's throwing it 100 miles an hour and um, just the different ways that, that he battled through, you know, losing and still fought and battled through double teams and triple teams to still be as good as he was. He's just, you know, he's, he's as good a dude as he is a football player. And I think that's what I'll always remember. And I'm, I'm, I love everything that I'm seeing happen for him. It's so well-deserved. Um, from the moment he walked in, he did things the right way and just battled through everything. Not a guy that ever sought the limelight. Not a guy that ever looked for um, people to come to his locker and interview him. He'd have been very happy if he never had to say a word to anybody. But, man, he spoke loudly when he was on the field. If you see, if those of you who didn't get a chance to see his Hall of Fame speech from about a little over a month ago, check it out because it's really, you, you got to know a little bit about the real Calvin Johnson in that clip. So make sure you guys check that out. Yeah, real quick story before we let you go, Dan. Of course, you I'm sure you remember this game. It was a 2010 regular season opener between the Bears ah. and the Lions, of course. Uh, Calvin Johnson thought that he scored the game-winning touchdown. Of course, the NFL had that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, he even did. though I'm a Bears fan, I was mad that he scored the touchdown. Of course, the NFL had that stupid rule to complete the process. I was playing fantasy football that year with my buddies, of course. As a Bears fan, I was upset when that play happened, uh, but – uh, about like five seconds later, I was really angry. I said, I had Calvin Johnson starting on my fantasy team, and I think I'm gonna take six points off my off my um score sheet. And I ended up losing that week because of that <laughs> of that um NFL silly wolves. So I wanted to share that story with you before we yeah, let you we go. About Kevin me, Johnson, it's part, <laughs> it's part of the uh, it's part of the lexicon here in Detroit. Complete the process or the Calvin rule or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Believe me, that's that that one's never gone away and never will. Um, look, you gotta you gotta make enough plays in a game that it doesn't come down to that. But that was pretty bad that it ended up that way. But um, yeah, it's you know the sad thing is that that should have been another great play that he made to win a game, and it was a great mm -hmm. catch going up and grabbing that, and you know mm -hmm. coming down with it. It was ridiculous. But uh, all these years later, we can just look at it and, and think about all the other great plays that he made. Yes. Yep, there you go. That was Dan Miller, the radio voice of the Detroit Lions. He does a great job with Lomas Brown. Dan, thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here today on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. You and Lomas have a safe flight to Chicago. Call a great game. It should be another uh, good one uh, with rain in the forecast at Soldier Field on Sunday. Um, congrats on your success. Much continued success. And let's do this again soon. Appreciate Thanks, it, guys. Dan. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Stay safe. And of course, there was Dan Miller, the radio voice of the Detroit Lions. He does a great job with Lomas Brown. I believe their flagship station is 97.1 FM, the ticket in Detroit. So check out their pregame show starting Sunday morning for those of you who can listen to it all around the country on various apps and websites. So, Lakina, real quick before we uh, take uh, this last time out, let's give our quick synopsis on, on the game. We'll give you our, our predictions on the flip side with the rest of our picks. Lakina is going to come down to for the Bears running the football with David Montgomery. Uh, what will the uh, actual offensive play calling look like when Matt Nagy uh, actually called the plays? Or will it be handed it off to somebody else or at least give the look? I'm um, using quotation marks for those who listen to our audio version. Uh, how will the play calling look like for Chicago? How many yards will David Montgomery get on the ground? Remember, last year, uh, 
the Bears got out to their house, high start against Detroit here in Chicago before they, they turned the ball over in that fourth quarter and the Lions came out to win it, courtesy of your guy, Adrian Peterson. But I want to see how the Bears run the ball and how much uh, how much can Justin Fields uh, throw on the run? Will he be able to use his tight ends more? Will they expand the playbook? And on defense, can they get to Jared Goff early? I believe they can do so. If they can, it's going to be a dominating uh, day for, for this Bears team, uh, despite uh, the potential rainfall we can get throughout the game. Well, and also, too, for me, it's going to be the weather. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the rain, we don't know how much the rain is going to be an on and off rain. Is it going to be mm-hmm. a steady rain? Is it going to be just sprinkles and stuff like that? So I think that's going to be the key. And it looks like could running the ball. Who's going to run the ball better? I mean, mm-hmm. we know, look, I mean, we know Jamal Williams, you know, he had some big runs against the Bears. So we know, yes. <laughs> you know, we, you know, Bears fans are pretty familiar with him. And also, too, can, can David Montgomery, are they going to run the ball? With David Montgomery, so again, this could be one of those nine, six, six, three. I know, I know, I keep bringing it up like every week. It seems you know as a kind of a theme, but we may see that, especially with the, with the weather not being not looking too mm-hmm. good for it, especially against that turf. So it's going to be very interesting though with this game. Like I said, you know, these two, you know, these two teams, you know, your NFC North rivals battling mm-hmm. out, both need get right games. So it's all look, it's all going to be relative to who's going to, you know be more efficient you know we know Detroit's not gonna be in a very good mood after what happened those last couple of games mm-hmm. the Bears probably won't be either so it, it's all it's all gonna depend on who shows up and that, that's gonna be the key yes that's going to be the key uh we're gonna take this pa- last pause for the calls when we return here on hashtag football friday second city sports sports on sports on chicago we'll give you our week four nfl picks and which features our good friend, Miss Christine Manica. And we're going to have a couple other headline stories as well to wrap up the show for this week. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. Stay tuned. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like that's what we want. We want that to happen. Download the free score app, lightning fast update. So you never miss a thing. It's why the score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the sports flash on the sports zone, Chicago. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. 
Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Hashtag Football Friday here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. It is now, now time for our NFL Week 4 pick-up. Uh, whatever the hell you want to call it, pigskin pickoff. Pick you know? <laughs> yeah, pigskin pickoff. Uh, as we give you uh, our picks for all the games that's going on around the National Football League. Lakina, do you have the toes through three weeks so far for yours truly, yourself, and Miss Christine Manica? Well, you're still up a game on me. Now, Christine, unfortunately, is now two games back. But the good news is, is that, look, there's still, you know, there's still a lot of, a lot of uh, time left in the season. So, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we're coming for you, Sid. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In case you just noticed, uh, Christine uh, is is not able to join us today. She's on a broadcasting assignment for uh, for her radio station for a charity event. Like, do you have uh, more information about that so I, our listeners can help her out? Yeah, she yeah she's actually doing you know well, actually the station KXRP is doing a radiothon to uh, to um to benefit you know kids you know kids cancer pediatric cancer so. You know, you guys, you know, we'll, we'll have the, uh, the info on the screen, but the, you know, for kids cancer, cure kids cancer, it is 1-800-601-5085. You know, so I can get that on the screen for you. That's 1-800-601-5085. You know, it's, you know, I'm sure if you know, Sid will probably have it on the screen. Also, you can text, you can text, text the word castle to 5155. So, Make sure you guys, you know, do what you can. And, and look, you know, this is what you can. So, you know, donate what you can, whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars. You know, we'll have the info on the screen for you for a little bit. Uh, one more time before we go to our picks. That's 1-800-601-5085. Or you can text the word CASTLE, K-A-S-T-L-E, to 5155. So make sure you guys, you know, check that out and donate what you can. Yes, donate what you can. So Christine will be back on with us live next week, but she left us her picks for this week's games. Lakina, let's get it started. All right. So first up on the docket, we've got the 2-1 Titans versus the winless Jets. Uh, Tennessee is uh, getting back on track. Of course, they had the upset win against Seattle a couple weeks ago. They had a big win at home against the struggling injured Indianapolis Colts. So that's two in a row for the Titans. Let's make that three in a row. But they better be careful because uh, the Jets, even though they're struggling, they're going through a rebuild themselves. Uh, if the Titans just throw their cleats out there, expected to come out, out there with the win without playing to their potential, it could be trouble, but I don't sense that with this team. I'm going with the Titans on the road. I believe that's yeah. in New York, correct? Yes, it is. And okay. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I think the Titans, I think the Titans have this game. I feel like, in, you know what? Yeah, I think just, just give, just give Derek Henry the ball. Just give, just give, just give yeah. the ball. Just, just give him the ball. Let him run for like 188 yards, like three touchdowns, and you'll get out there with a win and probably a shout out win. And you know, Miss Christine says another no, uh, a no brainer for her. We've got the Titans. So a sweet first off the bat. All right, the battle of one and twos, and one teams you probably thought didn't think would be one and two, but they are. You got the Chiefs and the Eagles. 
Yeah, the Chiefs coming off that tough loss last week to the San Diego Chargers off Los Angeles, as we call them on this show. Mm. Of course, Philadelphia got embarrassed on the road at Dallas in front of a national audience on Monday night. Uh, the Eagles are a young team. Some people thought they could surprise some people this year. It doesn't look that way. In Kansas City, they really need this game bad. They, they want to stay as a top contender in, uh, for a Super Bowl in the National Football League. I'm going with the Chiefs big in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sort of like right there with you. I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs are looking for something to kind of, you know, they, they, they they're not going to be in a very good mood. I think we can honestly say. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, you know, after those last couple of losses. So this mm-hmm. is going to be. I don't want to say this is going to be a get right game, but I, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes going to have his best game of the season, and I think he's just going to, you know, do do his thing. So I think that I think the the Chiefs are going to win this. They're going to win it. We're going to pull by pulling away late and. Miss Christine said the same thing. She also has a cheese, so another sweep. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that might that might not be a good. Yeah, Jalen Hurts might have his best game right now. Give it his career. I'm just saying. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> right, right. Oh, they, they might be ready. Who no, But yeah, so we got the cure cure kids cancer uh, cause on the screen. So you know they got the number and the and the, and the text. So you know guys, you know give away what you can. Now back to business here, and the tricky one here, you know, in Jerry's world in Arlington, you got the. Panthers, three and old Panthers, and the Cowboys. I was really looking forward to this game. I'll still be, I'll still able, I'll still watch some of this game live via my computer. <laughs> but you know, Christian McCaffrey being out for the Panthers just really dampened my spirits just a little bit. Uh, Sam Darnold, the the world's gonna be, uh, the pressure's gonna be placed on the shoulders that Dallas Cowboys. Office got on a roll last week, putting up a 41 piece against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're at home again. I think it's going to be kind of a tough game, but I believe Dallas is going to pull it out in the second half. So I'm going with the Cowboys in a rare noon home game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a rare noon game, right? For the Cowboys. I mean, usually mm-hmm. they have like 325s, but I'm going to step out. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to step out. Okay. I'm gonna step out. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Panthers. I I feel like I think Sam Darnold, especially too, they've got some injury issues with the Cowboys. I know the Panthers also have some injury issues as well, but I I, I feel like they want to show folks that they're for real. I think Sam Darnold is gonna gonna do well. I think he's gonna have his best game of the season. And like remember too, Lyle Collins is out, so you gotta think that defense for the that's for the front side is actually pretty good. So. I'm gonna pick the Panthers in the upsets. Like I said, I might—I'll probably be wrong, but I'm gonna go ahead and step out. So. At least you put them on the table. <laughs> I put it on the table. I'm gonna put my parlays out. So and uh, Christine, you know, she has the Cowboys. So should be, but it should be a very entertaining one. I, I feel like. All right, so I think we can kind of skip this one to get the zero and three Giants against New Orleans. Look, as long as James Winston doesn't do anything, thing you know, asinine and stupid, I think the the uh, the Saints should be you know, be you know, in good shape here. So I'm going to pick the the Saints. Yeah, this will be the Saints' uh, true home opener. Of course, their original home opener was in Jacksonville due to the hurricane. So there's going to be a lot of excitement. The so fans will be allowed back in the building at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome in. Uh, this is not going to be quite like 2006 when they beat down Michael Vick and the Falcons back in 06 on their famous Monday night football game. But I think it's going to be halfway there. The Saints players will be fired up. Their fans will be fired up. The Giants are terrible. Yeah. This all needs to be said. Go Saints. Yeah. Terrible, I think, is a word you use. And, you know, no, you know, Christine, another no-brainer for her. She has the Saints. 
All right, so next up, you got the Texans and the Bills. I know the Texans are coming off of, you know, having 10 days off, but I think the Bills are, you know, are turning along. They're kind of, you know, they're getting right back on track after that early loss to Pittsburgh. So I think Josh Allen has a, has a good game. I think the defense has a pretty good game. Yeah, I think they're going to give Davis Mills a hard time, that Bills defense. So I'm going to pick the Bills in a one-sided victory. Uh, same same here. I'm going with Buffalo. How many sacks will they get on that quarterback? <laughs> What's the over under? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, I, that, should be a par- that should be a parlay if you guys want to play be. that. It should be. It should be. It should How be. I'll say seven they- and a half. Yeah. At least for this show, I'll say seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, God. That might be- <laughs> I'll give him like five. I'll give him five. I'll give him five. Uh, Christine- Body back territory. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Christine has Buffalo. So we have another sweep. All right, you got the 0-3 Colts against the Dolphins. I'm going in a little bit of a shocker. I'm going with the Colts. The Colts didn't play that would badly. That be a shock? Would that really be a shock, though? I, I, I think it would be a shocker if Tua was playing, but since he's not playing, I know Miami put up a good fight at, at Las Vegas last week. I almost said Oakland, good grief. But I know Miami <laughs> put up a fight last week at Las Vegas. But I think that that loss in overtime took a lot out of them. The Colts didn't look that bad, didn't look that great, but they didn't look that bad either. I think for the Colts, as long as you don't turn that ball over and Wentz doesn't get hurt, you run that ball, you can come out of there with a victory. So Miami's emotions are down right now. If you're the Colts, just come in there, dominate. The defense should get back on track. The offense should get back on track. I'm going with the Colts on the road. Yeah, should, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably going to be the reason why I'm picking the Colts. I feel like I think the Colts, I know they've had some you know, guys banged up. We'll see. I don't know if Nelson's going to be able to play. But the Dolphins, like I said, so I think their spirits are a little bit broken, especially with Tua being out. Not to say that Brissett, mm-hmm. you know, he's a veteran. You know, he knows what to do, and you know, he can you know, keep the train on the track, so to speak. But we might have a pick six from Xavier and Howard. Who knows? But, I, you know. I kind of feel like this is the point where I think the Colts really need this win. Actually, both teams do, but the Colts need to win, especially. So I'm gonna pick the Colts. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be kind of like a get right game for them. And actually, you know what, Christine said now she's picking Miami. So we'll see. But <laughs> I think either way, I don't think we should be surprised. All right, you got Washington, Atlanta, the band of the the, band, the the battle. I should say the one and twos. Washington and Atlanta. I want to pick Washington, but they looked so terrible last week against Buffalo. It wasn't even funny. I didn't think, I know Buffalo was a good team, and I knew they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to put up 41 points against a good defense from a year ago. I think Washington will play better, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I need Antonio Gibson, their run back, to put us a big numbers for my fantasy team. But with that <laughs> being said, uh, on the flip side, you have the Atlanta Falcons. It was an ugly game to watch against the Giants last week, but they came out of there with the last second. Yeah, they came out of there with the last second field goal to to win the game. Matt Ryan looked good in the fourth quarter. I expected to put up some more above average numbers at home, so I'm going with the Falcons. Yeah, I'll pick Atlanta too, just because I I don't trust uh, Washington, and that, and it pains me to say this because I love Ron Rivera, but. The yeah. talent, I, I just don't, I just don't see the talent there right now for Washington. I know they've got some guys, have had some guys uh, nicked up, so this could be one of those games where maybe Atlanta turns the corner. I mean, a lot of people have had Atlanta as sort of like a sleeper team in the NFC. So could this be that game? We'll see. So I'm picking Atlanta and 
Christine feels the same way. So she's, you know, paid Atlanta. So again, it's going to be one of those tough games to watch, but you know, more power to, to whoever's going to call that game. But yeah, yeah. it's going to be one of those rough ones. <laughs> yeah. More power right. to them. <laughs> yeah. The first of the three o'clock games, you got this you, in NFC West, you got the Seahawks one and two and the 49ers. This is a tough game, a classic NFC West battle. These two teams have been battling for the last decade or so. Last week, the 49ers lost on the last second field goal to the Packers. They should have won that game. Seattle, they didn't look that hot in the fourth quarter, blowing that lead against the Minnesota Vikings on the road in a rare uh, loss on the road in the Eastern time zone. I want to go 49ers, but I'm going to stick my neck out there and pick a Seattle. Seattle, uh, they had Minnesota early, but they didn't look that great late, late in that fourth quarter. Uh, I, I just got a feeling that Russell Wilson will have his troops ready to bounce back. So I'm going – I may be wrong, and that's okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out there and go with Seattle on the road. Yeah, I'm picking Seattle too. I, I kind of feel like they let that when they let the loss, you know, the game against Minnesota slip away, and I think they need to kind of get back on track. So I'm thinking, you know, they need like they need something to kind of like get their get you know the confidence going, you know, after, after the last couple of weeks. So I'm I'm thinking that you know, Russell Wilson will lead them to a, a victory on the road. I, I kind of I feel like you know San Fran, you know, I, they're too inconsistent for me, and their injuries are still, you know, they're still a little banged up. So. I'm gonna pick Seattle, and uh, Christine agrees. She also has Seattle, so. Well, she loves her some Russell Wilson. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that should be. That should be a fun one there. Another another fun one here in the NFC West. You know, another three o'clock here for on Fox. You got the Cardinals and the Rams. I'll be watching this game in its entirety via my computer. Who <laughs> <clears throat> expected the Cardinals to be three and zero? I didn't. I, you know, we expected them to be a mediocre or perhaps above average team. But shout out to Kyler Murray, uh, early season uh, favorite for MVP, perhaps. Of course, the Rams we talked about in our last segment. Matthew Stafford's off to a hot start, and rightfully so, with better weapons around them with the Rams. I think it's going to be a close game early, but the Rams are going to pull it out at the end. So I'm going with the Rams. Okay, you would think I would know better, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh, Los Angeles, the Rams. I think they're showing you that they're the they're the top team, not only in mm-hmm. the NFC West, but also to in all the NFC, maybe even the NFL. So mm-hmm. this could be this could be this is gonna be a chess match between those two. I think it's gonna be a very high scoring affair. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is good. This should be a, a interesting. This this should be one of the games of the week. I think so. I'm gonna pick Los Angeles just because they're at home, and Christine feels the same way. She's picking Los Angeles, the Rams. So. Should be a fun one there out there, you know, in, out there over at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, this should be fun. All right. Uh, one of the big ones here on CBS, get the Steelers and the Packers. Oh, that is a, that's right. That's the national game of the week for uh, CBS. Jim Nance will be calling that game with Tony mm-hmm. Romo. Uh, yep. This, uh, Unless the, these two teams mean the Super Bowl, which I don't see happening, this will be the last time we'll get to see Ben Roethlisberger versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, of course, Pittsburgh's been struggling. They lost uh, their last two games at home. They lost last week to Cincinnati in ugly fashion. Green Bay has gotten back on track. I think it's going to be an ugly game again. I think they're going to get the same weather as we we are here in Chicago in terms of the rain, which means you run the ball, and let's see who gets the most turnovers. Whoever does those two things will win the ball game. Green Bay's at home. I'm giving the edge to the Packers. I Yeah, I'm picking the Packers, so I'm going to keep it short. Yeah, I kind of feel – Excuse me. I feel like 
I Pittsburgh, I don't know. And you can tell Big Ben does, doesn't look very good. You can tell the wear and tear is starting to show. Mm -hmm. And as Christine mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm saying this for a you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers things. And I think he's going to do just <laughs> that. I think, it, I think, you know, I think they're going to run the ball. And with Aaron Jones, I think they're going to, that's going to be enough for him to win. So I'm picking Green Bay. And so, is, uh, as you see, a, a preview of a Chris, who Christine pick up, she's picking Green Bay too. So it should be a good one. Another fun one here. Uh, another the other three twenty five game on CBS. You got the Ravens and the three and Broncos. This should be fun, Lakina. Uh, mm -hmm. The the Ravens defense uh, it got exposed, especially in that fourth quarter against the Lions before they pulled out a historic victory on the road. Uh, can Marquise, aka Hollywood Brown, can he keep his hands on the ball this week? He had two drops in that third quarter last week. If he didn't have those two drops, the game would have been a, a sort of a blowout. But with that being said, on the flip side for Denver, uh, they've been running the ball very well all year long. Their defense has, has showed up. Von Miller, he's found some youth in those legs, mm -hmm. <laughs> in those in those arms, sacking those quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater, their quarterback. Uh, shout out to our uh, colleague in front of the show, Romy Beans. She's doing a great job of CBS4 Endeavor covering mm -hmm. that team, by the way. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater, their quarter quarterback, has not turned the ball over. You don't ask him to do too much. He's doing a great job at it. I think this game is going to be closer than what people expect. I'm going a little bit of a shocker. I know I'm going to regret this later, but <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm going with Denver. Call me crazy. I'm going with Denver. Because of the altitude and the home field advantage, I'm going with Denver. Yeah, I might regret this, but uh, I'm going to pick Denver too, because of the altitude and they're at home. But look, look, watch Lamar Jackson throw for like you know 300 some yards and you know four <laughs> touchdowns, and you know Marquise Brown's going to have two of those touchdowns, and Justin Tucker will be hitting eight yard field goals. He, he might, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, especially in the altitude. Yeah, yeah, keep that in mind. Might. It might, come, mind. Yeah. it might come to that, but I, I, I pick yeah. Denver. I think Denver, you know, keeps rolling in. You know, Chrissy feels the same way. She's picking Denver too. So I'm already guessing that I'm already going to regret this. So yep. <laughs> I'm already guessing. Yeah, I'm worried about this one already. <laughs> I am worried about that too. Yeah. All right. So with the Adele songs, I wish we could have Adele playing in the background because apparently that's going to be the thing here. And, uh, you know, the, the Tom Brady's, you know, come back to Foxborough, you know, James White's out because of the hip injury and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm look, I'm gonna keep it short. I'll pick a Tampa. It'll end up being the blowout. All this hype that NBC is doing. They had this today show there earlier. I think Lester Holt's gonna be broadcasting from Foxborough, you know, mm -hmm. later on tonight uh, you know, today for NBC Nightly News. But it, it's it's not gonna be close. I'm picking Tampa. I'm sorry. They're gonna look, they're gonna Bray's not gonna be in a very good mood himself after losing to the Rams. So I'm gonna pick you know, Tampa, and it's going to it's gonna be a blowout. What a coincidence. We saved uh, all of our show until this moment to talk about the Brady-Belichick uh, Buccaneers Pats saga. We're such good people. We're such good people. Exactly, exactly. You just stole the words right out of my mouth. Brady is going to have at least 320 yards pass, probably more than that, but I'll say at least 320 and three to four touchdowns. If you have him on your fantasy team or you're playing daily fantasy, pick him up because he's going to have a big game. Yeah, I think the defense is going to take it out on poor Mac Jones. So if I were Mac Jones, I would probably <laughs> run right now. And exactly. Christine, Christine also has Tampa. So, yeah. So I think th Tampa. this is actually the one game where if we were doing confidence picks, this would be probably like my highest. So, yeah. you know, there you go. Uh, a good Monday nighter here in the AFC West. You've got the 3 0 Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm actually looking forward to this game. Uh, the uh, 
West Coast is finally getting some love in prime time. Yes, They're getting some love in other ways. We'll get to that in just a second. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the Chargers and the Raiders, who would have thought that uh, uh, that these two teams would be competitive? Uh, the right. Raiders, well, we didn't expect them to be undefeated to start the year. I know I didn't. Uh, the Chargers, no one expected them to do what they did last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, but they, uh, they earned their victory. I'm going with the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. I might regret this one too, but it's going to be a close game. It's a division matchup. I know the Raiders stole one there last year with no fans, but fans are going to be there this year, this time around. I'm going with the Chargers in a close one. I think it can go come down to a last-second field goal. Which it could. And remember, too, I mean, that's how the Raiders won two of their three games is because of last-second mm -hmm. uh, field goal. So, like, Derek Carr versus Justin Herbert. I don't think the Chargers are going to have that sort of that hangover for being the Chiefs. I know that's you know some people are were afraid of that, but I, I think the Chargers are going to do just enough to win this game. I think because I feel I, I feel like they should be three and oh two, but again, we won't talk about that Cowboys game. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm picking the Chargers. I'm good. Yeah, I, I think. Look, I think their defense. I think their defense is going to do slow down Derek Carr and. I don't trust that Raiders defense. I'm sorry, I don't. And yeah, I think Justin was going to have a great game as Monday Night Debut. And yeah, it should be a fun one. But you know, Christine has Las Vegas because she you knows she loves Sarah Carr. So <laughs> it should be a should be a good one there. And uh, well, one game that you skipped before we get to the Bears game: uh, Cleveland and Minnesota. Did you get oh, to I that? Didn't. No, I did intentionally. I did intentionally, actually. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, okay. Oh. No, I, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm kidding, though. Yeah, uh, I know I skipped that one. I was going to go back to that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? Look, Cleveland, Minnesota, I mean, controlled environment. I, gosh, I'm going to hate myself for <laughs> I might regret this, but I'm, I'm going with Minnesota on the upsets. I, I kind of feel like Minnesota, I think they're starting to turn the corner. I think their defense. Dalvin Cooper, remember, he didn't play last week. So, and they, you know, the Seahawks were able to, uh, they were able to beat the Seahawks. So, he he's questionable too. He could be back. I know Anthony Barr is also questionable too. So I think this could be one of those, you know, grinding out games. But I think the Vikings might win. They get back to five hundred. I might regret that later, but that's what that's my upset of the of the week. You make really good points. Uh, I need uh, Dalvin Cook for my fantasy team. You know, his backup, which I picked up, Matheson. He gave me some good points last week. He was good last but week, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Cleveland, I don't think they'll have that dominant of a performance defensively, but all you need is a couple of turnovers from Kirk Cousins, you win the game. So I'm going with Cleveland, and they can run the ball as well. And it's going to come down to the running game for both teams. I'm really looking forward to this one. This should be, yeah, this should be a lot of fun too. It's going to be going to be the battle of the running game. I think that's going to be yes. who will slow who down. And uh, Christine says it's going to be a barn burner too. She agrees, but she's speaking Cleveland, so she agrees with you, Sid. So, but it should, that should be, this should be one of the more entertaining games kind of, you know, for CBS. That's a noon game too. So mm -hmm. that should be a good one. And of course, last but not least, he got the Bears and the Lions. Like I said, Ray's expected again. It's going to be about the run game. This should be this should be a get right game. Apparently, um, eighty dollars questionable, and you know, but Field says Justin Field says this thumbs much better. He's going to do Matt Knight's going to do the any mini money mo method as long as he doesn't do anything cute. The Bears should win this game, but then again, I don't know. So I'm um, again, that's another another thing I'll probably regret <laughs> later. So, but I'm picking the Bears. Can it get worse? If you lose to Elias. You lose to the Lions, it can get can worse. Can it get worse? Can it get worse? I'll make this quick. I know the Bears were embarrassed last week. Got, you know, we, we said this last year. The defense, they can only do so much. 
with us. The offense step up. I think the weather will have something to do with that. Uh, I think the offense does stuff. I don't know if it's going to be a dominating performance, which I doubt, but it should be, but mm-hmm. I doubt it. The Bears, it will probably be uh, 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 what's that word I'm looking for? It'll probably be similar to like how they won the game against Cincinnati. You think it's going to be dominant, but they'll do a couple of <laughs> things to shoot themselves in the foot and they'll hang off for a victory. I expect that same formula to happen here on Sunday. So I'm going with the Bears. It should be dominant, but they'll do a couple of stupid things to let the Lions hang around. That, that which, which could be the case. It might actually yeah. really be the case. <laughs> this might be an up and down. And yeah, Chrissy feels the same way. She said that uh, she's picking the Bears, but the Lions are struggling, but no one knows what's going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably what we're going to do here. Yeah, real quick before we close, I know we'll get we'll get to our uh, main story in just a second. But Lakina gave me some great news this week. Um, perhaps Fox was listening to us. Yes. We get the all black, all brother crew. Gus Johnson, a key to lead, calling the Bears Lions game. They actually, they're going to actually make me watch the watch the game live instead of DVRing it. And who knows if the Bears do something stupid? Uh, to leave a key might actually slip out a, a curse word. That that's a price of admission right there. He might, <laughs> he might, yeah, he might he might slip out a swear word. That's why that's actually probably one of the one of the things that will probably be a good thing for this game. So uh, yeah, so Sid got his uh, early Christmas present. My early <laughs> you know, birthday with, present. I early birthday say. present, I should yes. say. Yes. Really yes. say in a few weeks, but yeah, that should be. Yeah, that should. Yeah, this might be actually be the thing that make the game tolerable. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's our, like I said, we're all going with the Bears. So that's our week four NFL picks. So check back in with us next week to see what games we got right, what games we got wrong. Lakina, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got about a minute and a half left in the show here on this hashtag football Friday on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sarah Lakina here with you. Uh, the acts of the halftime have been announced. Um, uh, they were announced a, a couple of days ago by the NFL and Rock Nation. You're going to have Dr. Dre. No, not from Dr. Dre, Ed Lover, New York. Dr. Dre <laughs> is, is, is Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and, and I'm uh, Kendrick Lamar. A- am I missing anybody else? If I am, let me know. But Mary those J. Perform- yeah, you got them all. Yeah, yeah Mary yeah, J. Blige, those, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those performers will perform during this year's uh, Super Bowl 56 halftime show from SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles. Um, uh, during this year's Super Bowl, Lakina, I know we were all uh, many uh, uh, in our age group. We were late grammar school, definitely high school into early college years. Not to date ourselves, but we rem- <laughs> we remember most of these artists from the '90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I know they're not going to curse. Thank goodness it's a family show. <laughs> yes. But I-, I wonder what they're going to do. I know they're going to perform melodies of their songs. How many and how? You know, those sad time shows are usually 20 minutes long. Yeah. So, uh, let's see if Snoop Dogg going to do anything stupid. Hopefully he doesn't do anything illegal, smoking on the stage, but <laughs> a chancel. But uh, I really uh, – call me crazy, Lakina. Hopefully it doesn't bomb. But I'm really – actually, for the first time since probably the Destiny's Child had time performance, which I won some money on that bet, by the way, by picking the song that they were going to sing, which was Beyonce, Jay-Z's Crazy in Love. That was doing the Baltimore – San yes. Francisco Super Bowl, which the lights went out in the second half. But yeah. outside of that halftime performance, of course, we all know what happened to Janet Jackson the day before that. I'm actually looking forward to this halftime show. I really am. Yeah, I was really surprised when this announcement came out yesterday that they were actually going to go hip-hop, you know, in that Los Angeles. But look, I mean, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, they were born and raised in the L.A. area. And if he heard, you know, Dr. Dre's comments, 
yesterday that he said, look, this is sort of a dream come true for him. So, you know, being able to do this, you know, good thing, you know, thanks to Pepsi and NFL for doing this. And, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a good show. Look, 25 minutes, you know, there's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be some pyrotechnic stuff. You know, there's really not yeah. really a hip hop for hip hop, but I'm sure it's going to be even more surprises. There's going to be some more artists that they haven't named yet, but those are, those five are going to be some kind of, you know, the main attraction. So, and Kendrick's got a, a, an album coming out. So that should, you know, that's sort yeah. of all coming in that too. So yeah, I think this will be a very, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And look, you got there, there are 43 Grammys, 19 number one billboard albums between those five legendary artists. So mm-hmm. I think this, I think, you know, the NFL has got a good one here. I know some of the, some of the halftime shows last couple of years have been kind of, you know, men, they kind of blah and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they played it safe, but, you know, I think you're you're in Los Angeles. You're playing a SoFi Stadium. That place, that place gonna be rocking. You better do it up with the halftime show, and they did. So hopefully, yeah. it'll be a great show. And call me crazy too. I know some of our uh, younger listeners will know this name better than we do, but uh, I'm sure they'll do a tribute to Nipsey Hussle. Oh yeah, that a couple of years so. ago. Yeah, I they think, better yeah. do that. Yeah, I think since they they're will. in that backyard. I, yeah, I, I, I think it will. Yeah, I think they'll do that. I think they'll, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think they'll do that. I think they, they will maybe some of his sonars he worked with. I think they'll, they'll probably make appearances too. So yeah, so I think there's gonna be a lot of surprises here. And like everybody, of course, you know, folks, oh, well, how they do? But look, I mean, whoever the genre the music is, I think people are gonna, some people are gonna get pissed, you know, about oh, why they go with this person? But, you know, look, it's mm-hmm. just gonna be what happened. But just enjoy the show. It, like you don't have to watch it, so just go watch the Puppy Bowl for like 25 minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But uh, real quick, so what are you looking forward to this weekend, Sid? Uh, I'm actually going to the Sykes game tomorrow. I know it's supposed to be showers in the forecast, but it looks like they're going to get the game in. So I paid a lot of money for the ticket, $50 <laughs> for those you want to know. I mean, no, I'm not selling it, so let it go. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the Sox. Hopefully they stay healthy and sweep these uh, bad Detroit Tigers and finish out the season with the 94 victories. This, uh, by the time we do our shows next week, it'll be playoff time. Yeah, absolutely. The playoffs should be fun, too. We'll get to that when we talk about it on Monday. Also, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to week four of the NFL, also to the college football stuff, of course, you know, but who's going to win those wild, you know, wild card races about the NL and the AL. And also, too, we'll see if if either the Dodgers or the Giants, you know, slip up and the Dodgers can sneak in there and win the NL West. A lot can still happen. So that should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Close us out. All right. Also, really, really, right, right quick, you know, the, the cure cancer for our buddy KX, our, our buddy KX, RB's Christine Manika. Cure cancer, call 1 800 601 5085 or text the word Castle to 5155. So, look, you know, donate what you can and, you know, help out a great cause. Now, with that said, on that note, you can follow me at Keena McGee, at Keena. At Keena McGee on the Twitter. I forgot my Twitter handle for a second. At Keena underscore <laughs> McGee on the Instagram. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. As Lakina said, help out our good friend Christine Manica with the charity event she's doing with our radio station. Help out if and when you can. And make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app where you get your uh buy your apps or download your apps. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch this show, Second City Sports Live. And in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as the kids would say, Second City Sports live from noon to 2 p.m. Chicago time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Now, Sports Zone Chicago can be followed on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, 
on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Sports Zone Chicago. Go find them. Go follow them, please. And subscribe to them here on YouTube. Also, you want... Yes, yes. Also, you want to catch the audio versions uh, of this podcast. I know I've been sending out the links these last few weekends, including the Sunday mornings before the NFL games. A lot of you guys have been clicking on the audio links. We appreciate that. Please, as Lakina says, subscribe and tell your friends. We're available on all podcast platforms, and that's on War on Anchor. Make sure you type in that search engine box on all those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that War Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much for your support. Like, like share, subscribe, subscribe, and tell your friends. All right. All right, first said I'm Lakina. It's gonna get a little cooler out there, folks. It's gonna be we're in October now, so it's gonna be a little more seasonal. So get those jackets out and and you know be good to each other. If you're not gonna get vaccin- vaccinated, wear your mask when you're indoors, folks. You know we're on a, under a mask mandate here in Illinois still, but even but you know enjoy the games, you know, and and just be safe out there. First said I'm Lakina. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. We're gonna talk some White Sox and playoffs. Go White Sox. Hello!